Experience God's encounter with Pastor George Zunwa as he takes you through the Word of God. We believe that the gospel is good news and that God's principle empowers men to fulfill their destiny. For more inquiries, call 0702-5950 or 0702-5951. Jesus exceeds expectation. The Bible said the seed shall serve him and will be counted for a generation. And you are the seed serving him. And your generation must be blessed. He said the Lord sent the word into Jacob and it lighted upon Israel. So the word is sent to you will secure your family. And I'll be dealing with fire against family oppressors. And everything that has kept your family down, fire will catch it today. Obadiah 117 says, For upon Mount Zion there shall be deliverance, and there shall be holiness, and the sons of Jacob shall possess what? It's in the house here you possess it before you possess it out there. Amen. For time's sake, let's just get to the issue. Who are these family oppressors? Let me touch one that you are a bit familiar with. The first one is family demonic strong men. Demonic strong men. Demonic strong men. I'm sure you remember Jesus said something about that. When he was talking about how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods. That's Luke 11.22. Except he first bind him hands and feet. Okay, let, let me try and get it to read for you. Luke chapter 11 verse 22. Okay, look at verse 21. He said, when a strong man fully armed guards his own palace, his goods are in place. But when a stronger than he comes upon him and overcomes him, he takes from him all his armor in which he trusted and divides his spoils. So there's a strong man and there's a stronger than him. Every strong man in your family today, a stronger than him will catch him. Now, what are these family strong men? that discuss the issues of territorial spirits and familiar spirits. A lot of families don't understand the things that are keeping them down. And we keep praying and fighting and there's a power that is challenging them in hiding. But that power must be broken today. Now, some families have territorial spirits that actually claim the family to be their territory. Uh, you already know the story of Daniel. That's a common story. Daniel was praying in the land of Persia. And while he was praying, he has prayed for 21 days. And he has not seen any answer. On the 21st day, here comes an angel. An angel says, Daniel, you know, when you started praying 21 days ago, God had you. And 21 days ago, he sent me. And it's not that I didn't come early or I was lazy. It's just that when I arrived, there's this prince over where you are living that withstood me for 21 days. 
and he called him the Prince of Persia. Can you imagine God calling you today or you having a vision as you leave service and you see an angel and the angel says, you know, charity, doing uh, the general to please God, you know, that's your first prayer request about marriage was answered. But you know, since January, there has been this strong man in your father's house that they didn't want me to come to you. How will you feel like? I want you to lift up your right hand and say, every demonic strong man Operating in my family. Today, I break your power. Now, you've got to understand that some of those things are the causes of strange delays, strange denials that people see. Because these are like gatekeepers of our families. I've talked to you before about uh, familiar spirits. Familiar spirits are funny kinds of devils. Please listen up. A familiar spirit is a spirit that has taken your family to be its family. It has gotten itself familiar with almost every activity of your family. That's why we call it familiar spirits. Listen to me. Some of them came by ancient covenants and entered into families and stayed there and have been there for generations. They've been there for generations and they've been operating. Now listen. And sometimes we don't even know. But accompany us. They know the history of your family. Listen. Some of you here before who tried to go to a native doctor early in life. You walked up to a native doctor. And the native doctor does some consultation. And begins to tell you stories you cannot deny. Even today some people do it in some churches. With some of this strange anointing. Now there are true anointings and there are strange ones. I hope you understand me. There are some people that also do that. What the native doctor is doing is not trying to look into the future or look into the past. No. The native doctor is doing just a simple thing. He's asking the story of your family from the familiar spirit. And afterward, he will tell you what the familiar spirit's destiny for your family is. What he wants, what he's expecting, what he wants to do. So you're looking at him and all that. The same thing for some of these new prophets. Some of them came with familiar spirits. You are talking to the man, he stands before you and he's talking to you. You don't know that a spirit that is familiar with your life is standing beside him. The spirit, as he's talking, he texts a little, he listens, he tells you the next one. He listens. He tells you the next one. He's talking to you out of a familiar spirit. You don't see, but there's a spirit there. There are people that can see and hear from God without familiar spirits. That's normal. But everything that's original has a counterfeit. And that's what goes on. So people get that and they start talking to you and you get all into all that because that spirit Listen, you know some people, they say, well, my father died five years ago and then somebody was going somewhere and saw my father. And you believe them. You say, I can't believe them. You are wrong too. Because they actually saw something. They're not crazy. But what they saw was not the dead man. What they saw was a familiar spirit. Because when a person dies, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes that the dead has no part in the land of the living. And the Bible makes it clear, it's appointed unto man once to die. After that, you go wait for judgment. Are you getting what I'm talking about? 
Who are they seeing? They're seeing spirits that can tell you stories of your family for many generations from the day they entered. They have stayed. They're company members of a family. They move around. And those strong ghosts have been there. And some of you are in town thinking that your education took them away. Education has nothing to do in the realm of the spirit. You can go to school and come back. Nigeria is still in Africa. These are the spirits when you challenge them, you say, lift up your heads, all ye gates. They will answer you, who is the king of glory? Now me on this territory. What right have you to come? Jesus said, you want to have massive breakthrough. He said, you have to bind the strong man before you can plunder his goods. And many times are tied to demonic altars. Those strong men are tied to ancient demonic altars. And stranger things begin to happen out of that. We are having a, a baptism many years back. And we got in there and the lady had an attack as she came in. I didn't mind because I knew who the person was. I knew her story. I knew her problems. So I waited until we baptized her and God set her free. But let me tell you her story. Very simple. The devil didn't want her to get married. Why? Because there was a demonic strongman over her life. Her father took her to the river and dedicated her to the river. There are two of them, girls, twins, beautiful things that their mother gave birth to. The father took both of them to the river and asked the river goddess which one she wanted. And that spirit chose her. In her mind, she didn't know. Nobody had told her until she began to grow up and began to go through things. How did she come for deliverance? Because she got engaged to the first, uh, first time and had a quarrel with the young man and she cursed the man and that same day the man died by an accident they had a quarrel she told the man the man was going from her house to abba so she cursed the man on the way the man had an accident and died it didn't matter to her she had lost her fiance and she was feeling bad about it they buried the young man. As far as she was concerned, she was not the cause because she didn't know the mystery behind her life that she wasn't supposed to marry. Then something else happened. She got engaged again. A beautiful girl. When you see her, you want to get engaged to her. Nice girl. So another man came. And she carried on and all that. One day again, they had a quarrel. And that young man, they were just walking and then just uh, got argument. She left the man. And the man was crossing that place over where there's this, uh, what do you call it now? The overhead bridge to St. John's. As he crossed over, a car killed him immediately. So she has buried two boyfriends, two young men that came and proposed to marry her. Suddenly it dawned on her, something may be wrong with me. And that's when she said, looking for deliverance. In the midst of deliverance, that's when her father also told her, listen, you're not supposed to marry. This is what is supposed to be your case. And there are some people that have been going from one challenge to another because nobody has told them that there's a power laying claim to their life. So some of the altars are there speaking and they hold people ransom. And people want to go higher. They feel there's a call of God on their life. They feel there's business to do. They feel there's a career and they're very intelligent. You remember when God told Gideon, 
He said, Gideon, you are the chosen one. You are the one to deliver Israel. Gideon was so excited. So Gideon jumped up and made the sacrifice to God and was ready to go. If now you call, wouldn't you want to go? God has told you, I am calling you. You are the champion in the land. God called him a mighty man of valor. God said, you are going to deliver Israel. So Gideon was ready to go. He put a sacrifice on God's altar and he was ready to go. In the night, God came to him. I said, young man, before you go, go back to your father's house. There is an altar your father raised to Asherah. Asherah is Mami Water. That's a female goddess. He said, when you go, tear down that altar. When you tear it down, then build me another altar. So this one you just built now. It's not it. Tear this down. Build another altar. Then you'll be empowered to go for the battle. So Gideon went back, tore down the father's altar, built a new altar, and the strength for battle was given to him, and he went and came back victorious. Some of you here need to tear down some things. This message is not for everybody, but there may be one or two persons here that something they don't know is calling them. Something they don't know is calling them. Listen. That you don't know doesn't make it impotent for you. You know, I am not God. And I'm not there when God made all his laws and rules. All I do is try to discover it and live by it. You said I wasn't there when my father made the sacrifice. Now listen. Do you remember in the Bible when Abraham met Melchizedek and Abraham paid tithe to Melchizedek and Melchizedek blessed Abraham years later you know what the Bible wrote the Bible wrote that Levi who is the son not of Abraham not of Isaac but of Jacob listen you have Abraham the first generation after Abraham is Isaac second generation Jacob third generation Levi the Bible said Levi paid tithe to Melchizedek. How can a man that was not born three generations after, as at that time, Isaac has not been born. To talk of Jacob being born. And the Bible said the man was there in the meeting. How could he be in the meeting where he was not even a sperm in his father's body? His father has not been born. His grandfather has not been born. And the Bible said he attended the service. How could he attend? I don't know how heaven counts things. But how they count it, let it not violate your destiny. So I don't know where they did it. You know, some people don't understand. You see a young girl in church. Beautiful. She has tried her best to get married. Nobody wants to marry her. And every marriage she enters into, there's a crisis. She doesn't know that four generations back or three generations back, her father made a, a demand on a demon god and made a commitment that all her first daughters will stay at home. Do you know some families did that? They say her first daughters in this family don't marry. They take care of the compound. They take care of the compound. This girl wants to marry. She's born again. She has left the village. But the familiar spirit has not left her. She tries. Every man she gets engaged to his business will fall. Everywhere she goes to crisis will begin. Every time she turns, things will turn against her. And she's saying, God, what did I do? God, what did I do? God, what did I do? There's a voice in the night that is calling her to the village. There are some men that will not succeed in business. 
Listen, there are some men here now. If you take them to America, they will come back to Nigeria. You know why? Because there is something that is a traditional something handed over to them. Not physically. Their fathers made a, a demand on a demon to help them. And raised an altar for that demon. And promised that demon that every firstborn in that family will hold the uh -huh, or whatever they call it. This young man is in town fighting to be successful. But there's a power calling him in the village saying, you're supposed to serve me. That power keeps him in penury so that he can return to the village. You see some people, they can rise anywhere on this earth. But by the time that thing is calling them, they begin to fall. Until they close shop. Until they close shop and return to the village. You see an educated man, he used to be a principal. He's an idol worshiper now. Because he has tried everything, but a voice has been calling him. Any voice calling you, die in the name of Jesus Christ. The next one is unresolved family curses and judgments. Those are family oppressors too. Unresolved family curses and judgment. Some of them we can't even explain where they're coming from. Now, let's go back a little bit. Let's look at somebody like Canaan. Do you know Canaan? Israel is talking about we're going to the promised land. We're going to a promised land. We're going to take the land of Canaan. And look at God. God said, when you enter that community, kill everybody, even children. Wipe them out. Burn their houses in fire. Burn even their clothes. Don't leave anything. You say, why is God so aggressive against the Canaanites? Oh, because they're sinners. They're other sinners. And God didn't give them the land of Canaan. Let me tell you a little story. Do you remember the time that Noah came out of the ark? After the flood? The flood came, destroyed everything. God saved Noah, so Noah is out of the flood. As Noah came out, Noah was saved, though, but Noah wasn't a perfect man. I'm sure you know that. The Bible says one day Noah got drunk. And Noah was misbehaving. And then his son, Ham, came around and saw the father. Wow! Look at the rubbish daddy is doing. And without any sense of shame, he ran to go and tell his brothers, come and see you. Come and see what our father is doing. Please, anytime you are dealing with somebody that has spiritual authority, be careful. Because there are some things you will say or do that can put you in pain for the rest of your life. And you don't understand why. Please understand, strong head doesn't mean wisdom. So Noah was still lying down there drunk. The two other sons, Shem and Japheth, they came and carried a wrapper. And they went with their back. They said, we're not going to see our father's nakedness. And they got to where the man is, and they covered him. And then they turned and walked away. Noah finished with his drunkenness and his stupidity. And Noah got up. He remembered, uh -uh, you know, even when you are drunk, you can remember some things hazily. Noah said, come. They came. He said, Ham, come here. Ham came. He said, Ham, I remember what you did. You were not afraid to look at my, weak, at my, at my nakedness. He said, I'm not just going to deal with you. I'm going to deal with your generation. He said, Cursed is Canaan, your son. A servant of servants he will be until he is destroyed. 
every story you hear about Canaan ended that day. All the Canaanites that were destroyed later, they didn't know where the root of the crowd started. But we don't understand family judgments, family causes, family rats that have been going on for generations. And people carry it and are running with it, not knowing that some things are behind it. Every curse running in your family died today. Some of those unresolved judgments and bondages cause recurrent sicknesses. You enter some families, madnesses. You enter some families dying at a particular age. Some people cannot arrive at any level of destiny. Struggling and struggling and struggling. You look at a family of five sons, none by his ability can boast of a hundred thousand. It's not normal. Every side you turn, you look at somebody, you see this guy is so talented. This guy is so intelligent. This guy is so everything, but everybody denies him favor. He walks in the shuttered door. He walks in the shuttered door. He walks in the shuttered door. And he's busy accusing A, accusing B, accusing C, not knowing there's a voice calling his name. Accusing his destiny. Any voice against you shall be cut up today. In today's fast-paced world, we all need contacts and mentors on social media for inspiration, motivation, and more. You can connect with Pastor George Izunwa on all his social media handles. Follow him on Facebook at Pastor George Izunwa, Instagram and Twitter at George Izunwa. Connect and let's take the journey of greatness together.